I am Amanda Hansen, and welcome to the Women Disrupted Podcast. I like to use the word disruption to describe a change that displaces or replaces the status quo. In this podcast, I hope you'll be able to disrupt your thoughts, beliefs, and maybe even your life. I believe that disruption is good, even when it is hard. I will share tidbits of how myself and others have handled disruption, whether we have chosen it or the universe chose it for us. There will be debates on hot topics and stories of women who choose disruption to change their lives and the lives of others. Are you ready for a little disruption? Enjoy the ride. In today's episode, I am doing a deep dive into why I decided to stop dyeing my hair and embrace my gray two years ago. It's I, I stopped April 25th, 2019, <laughs> two years ago. I don't know, 2020 was a blur. <laughs> so in today's episode, I am deep diving into why I decided, what the upkeep has been like, do I regret it or will I go back? Um, how do I, you know, basically how do I feel about it now? And then sharing about my husband's reaction to me embracing my gray and then, you know, questioning if, if it feels right for you. So enjoy my deep dive into embracing my gray. So first off, let's talk about why I decided to embrace my gray. And so for those of you who don't know me, I have curly hair and doing my hair has been really easy. I don't have to worry about blow drying it. I don't even have to brush it. So the upkeep of my hair has always been wash it, scrunch it with some kind of styling product and go. So I don't like spending a lot of time on my hair and doing my hair, I would only get my hair cut or dyed maybe two or three times a year because it would take hours. I have really thick curly hair. So it, it was a process and I didn't enjoy it because I'm also sensitive to scents. So the dye would usually trigger um, a headache in myself. I, it's, you know, some people love going to the hairdresser and getting their hair done. I do not enjoy that. Even though I love my hairstylist, she's amazing. She's a friend but I don't enjoy that process. So when my gray started to come in and it was mostly around my postpartum hair loss that I had around, you know, the crown of my, of my head around, you know, the hairs that surround my face, when that started to grow back, it all started to grow back gray. And I don't just have gray on my head. Let's just be honest. I have gray everywhere that hair likes to grow. <laughs> and so I feel like maybe I started to turn gray fairly young. I don't know. I'm 41. I don't know what consider young. My dad had, I think, gray at 18. So both of my parents, you know, have full gray, gray hair and they're, they're in their fifties. My parents are quite young, but anyway, when my gray started to come in, that meant the upkeep was more frequent. I had to go get my hair done more often. I would try and, you know, touch up my roots my myself in order to you know minimize the amount of trips that I'd have to do to get my hair done but I kept buying like the wrong color and I kept messing it up and it was just it was a frustration and when I turned 40 I realized okay my time is precious my time is limited and 
where do I want to spend my time and energy? Like where, what is important to me at this phase of my life? And 100% is not getting my hair done. <laughs> so that was a fairly easy decision for me. And I, I probably start to think about it maybe a year, year and a half before I finally made the decision. And I was just, I was unsure just because of the conditioning of women, you know, not, not being able to see women naturally embrace their aging process. Everything that's marketed to us is anti-aging, anti-aging, anti-aging. And so my conditioning kicked in. And so I felt unsure. I, I didn't want to look old, right? Because old was taught to me to be bad or <clears throat> aging is, is bad, is a bad thing when it's so completely normal and natural for our bodies to do and our appearance to change as we age. And really it was when I was, discovering and bringing this conditioning into my awareness, I just started to question everything. I questioned how I felt about my birthmark, where I would always want to hide it. I started, you know, embracing and not embracing, but questioning my belief around larger bodies and fat and jiggle. And I just, it kind of like awoke this, I just questioned everything. And that's what I do. I ask why, why do I have to dye my hair? Why do I, why do I continue to make this decision? And if it felt right, then I would continue to make it. But I, I asked myself, why do I continue to do it? And no, none of my answers made it feel right for me to continue to do so. So it completely made sense to me at the time. And I have to admit my hairstylist was great at kind of talking me out of it. I mean, that's her job. Her job is to like dye hair. And it wasn't like to keep me as a client or anything like that. It was just that's her whole training is, is to play with color on women's hair. And it, it's like a form of art. And I do think the color of our hair is a way to, you know, express something about ourselves. If you like to dye it blue, you know, that's showing a certain side of your personality, you know, doing whatever you want to do with your hair is up to you. But what I felt was like, what I was choosing to do my hair was somebody else's decision because aging is bad and gray is bad. And I don't like people telling me what to do. So that was really essentially why it was because I just didn't want the upkeep anymore. I didn't want to dedicate any more time to it. And I also wanted to challenge the status quo, which is what I like to do best. <laughs> so the second thing is what is the upkeep like? So when I first decided to embrace my gray, I wanted, I wanted it to flow. Well, I wanted to transition nicely was what I wanted. And so at the time, my stylist put a little bit more of like low lights in my hair and then used toner to really cool down the blonde in my hair. And, you know, looking back at the picture when I first embraced the gray, my hair looked amazing. It was very light. It was like a light, light gray all over. It was very cool tones. It was beautiful. I loved it. Like love, love, loved it. And then the toner washed out two weeks later. And I was like, nope, <laughs> this is defeating the purpose of what, of this decision, it isn't to upkeep. And I didn't want to have to go back in all of the time to tone the, the yellow in my hair. And so I bought, you know, the purple shampoo, but then that was drying out my hair and I have curly hair and curly hair needs moisture. Once you start drying it out, then you get frizz and you don't get to find curls. So that wasn't working for me either. And so I finally just said, I'm just going to let my hair do what it needs to do. Just going to let it do what it needs to do. I, I am fortunate that my hair is not black. So, you know, the contrast with the gray coming in wasn't 
you know, as obvious. I have a lighter brown hair. I had some natural blonde that I had kept in. And so the gray just kind of blend in. And most of the gray, again, is right around the framing of my face. It isn't like, not all of my hair is completely gray. It's just kind of sporadic throughout. So it made the transition easier for me. Now, if you know, you are fully gray and your hair is dark color, then, you know, you might want to make a different decision, you know, when it comes to transitioning, or you can just completely embrace it and let it do what it naturally needs to do. It's figuring out what feels right for you. Do I regret it? No, not even for a second. However, I do look back on some of the old pictures when my hair was like this beautiful, luscious brown with you know, light brown highlights. And I look back and I'm like, oh, I really like that color. I look back and I think it's beautiful. I think my hair was beautiful then. And so I can appreciate that, but also know that I am not willing to go back to that and the amount of time and effort it would go to upkeep that. So even though I don't regret it and I look back and, you know, I still loved what it looked like before. And I have to admit, there's been times in this process where I'm just like, I hate this. I hate the way my hair is right now, but two years later, most of the gray has, you know, most of my natural color has grown out. I probably have another year before it's completely grown out unless, you know, I decide to chop all my hair, but I have probably, you know, 12, 12 inches of growth. Cause my stylist said, I think a half an inch grows a month. So I've had about 12 inches grown out. And so it's, it's much more visually pleasing to my eye now, but there, there's definitely been some bumps where I'm like, oh, I just don't like this stage I'm in. But overall, I would never, never go back. So how do I feel about it now? Why? I think I kind of answered that question. I'm, I'm feeling good two years later. Um, the, the interesting thing is, though, as my hair color has been more muted, instead of like a rich, vibrant, you know, saturated color, I have made up for it with my clothes. So before I was more drawn to more neutral colors um, other than maybe blue and red. Now that my hair's tone has been more muted, I, I've increased the vibrancy and the colors that I've added to my wardrobe and the type of outfits that I wear, which has been an interesting discovery. I think naturally I wanted it anyway, but I do think there is a correlation there. Now my husband and what he thought of it. So I didn't like tell my husband. I didn't ask my husband. I didn't consult with my husband. Um, if you ever want to do those things, then that's your choice. That's just not who I am and not the type of relationship I have with my husband. Um, you know, I want my husband to think I'm beautiful and desirable and sexy and all of these things. Of course, I want him to think that, but his opinion would about my appearance will never weigh into any decision that I ever make about myself or my body. But I was curious about what he thought. And he, I actually like his answer surprised me a little bit. <laughs> he, you know, paused and he thought, and he was like, it's an adjustment. And I'm like, huh, why? And he's like, well, cause your hair has always been like that. And it's how, you know, I see you and picture you and it'll just be different for me to adjust with different types of hair. And I said, is it the color and he's like yes he said because gray usually means aging and 
you know, not a good thing. And I can't, honestly, this was like two years ago. I can't remember exactly word for word what he said, but he was very, whatever he said was indicating that like women having gray hair is old and old is not as desirable or pretty or beautiful. And I said, well, what about men? Men aren't, you know, not saying that there isn't men out there who dye or cover their gray, but definitely it's not as normalized for men as it has been for women. I said, why are men allowed to naturally embrace their aging and women can't? And he replied back with a very misogynist, sexist, not misogynistic, sexist viewpoint of like, well, you know, women like men who are more mature and refined where men like women who look more young. And I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe you're saying this to me right now. And I, like, I have to, like my husband, but that's just, it's, it's a product of his conditioning. Like I truly don't, I know he thinks that I'm beautiful, but I, I can completely also understand his viewpoint that this is what has been conditioned and told him is the truth. And it's because he hasn't seen beautiful you know, women who are naturally embracing their gray, he has also, you know, is a product of his conditioning and only seeing, you know, women trying to look as young as possible so that they can look a certain way to please the male gaze, right? Like, I get that. That's a product of his conditioning. And so I didn't get angry at him because I, I understood what he was, I understood where it came from. But I definitely challenged him in those thoughts and, and he, he was challenged and, and he agreed with me. And he was like, man, I like, really, I don't care. And I'm like, honey, I know you don't. But I was just, I'm still curious about his opinion. And, and that's what he thought. Now, like, he's, he's never complimented my hair since. <laughs> Not that he normally did anyway. Other than like, if I go and get my hair cut or it gets strained, he'll notice me like, oh, you did your hair. It looked nice. But like, he doesn't mention the gray at all. So anyway, there's that. Now asking yourself whether it's right for you. So I've had quite a few women who know that I've, you know, I made this decision to embrace my gray and, you know, ask me questions because they're toying around with the idea, but they're feeling hesitancy um, because, you know, it's change. Um, there's an unknown. You don't know how it's going to look. You don't know how it's going to feel. And it's also a product of their conditioning, right? And so what I coach them is like, you just need to ask yourself the right questions. Why do you want to do it? Get, get to the root of your why. And once you get to the root of your why, then you're going to be able to make the best decision based on that answer. And that's going to be different for all of us. Do I wish more women embrace the gray? A hundred percent. I do, but I don't, it's not necessary either, right? Like it's about doing what's best for you. And I don't think, you know, all women who decide to cover their gray, that it's all a product of conditioning. I think it's because they love the color. And they love the color that, you know, their hair is, and they don't want that to go away, or they like to play with different colors as a form of self-expression. And that's perfectly okay. But I am also tired of the constant marketing to women about anti-aging, you know, you know, don't let your hair go gray. Don't get, you know, the wrinkles on your skin, fight aging. And there's just so much ageism out there when it comes, you know, and it's more directed towards women and I'm, I'm tired of it. So those are my thoughts. I hope you found this helpful. If maybe you're considering embracing your gray or maybe someday in the future, you'll remember my process and hopefully it can help you in any kind of way. I want to thank you for listening to the Women Disrupted podcast. Make sure you check out the show notes for any additional information or links about today's episode or guest. 
If you enjoyed today's episode, then hit the subscribe button and make sure you get all the latest episodes. Also, if you feel that anyone could benefit from this episode, then please share it or give it a review. The Women Disrupted podcast is sponsored by Simply Stylish Inc. and produced by James Higgins Productions. Stay disrupted, ladies.